Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Marvin L. Storm, who is an exit strategist and host of the Business Exit Stories podcast. Marvin, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to our chat today. I am too. I am too. Uh, so we like to jump right in. If you could start with just telling us a little bit about yourself, some of the things that you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Well, um, after uh, you know, uh, I sold my business a while back, I. Uh, I lived down in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I pulled up stakes and uh, headed for the headed for the hills, as they say. I, I live in a uh, remote area in Northern California, on the way up to Lake Tahoe. For those of you that are familiar with the Northern California geography, uh, I live not too far, actually, from where the fires started this fall and kind of burned their way up toward Lake Tahoe. Uh, so uh, it was kind of smoky for a few weeks there, but uh, with the rains that came in the last few months, a few weeks, uh, all those fires are, are extinguished now. But uh, I moved up here and uh, I do a lot of hiking and uh, skiing. So uh, that was kind of the plan that I would move a little bit closer to the ski resorts. And uh, I don't spend as much time uh, as I thought I would be. I only live about an hour, uh, you know, from being on the slopes. Uh, I thought I would be spending more time, but uh, you know, I guess uh, getting a little bit older, I'm a little bit more cautious of taking those black diamond runs and uh, kind of look for the the easy slopes nowadays. Mm, gotcha. You know, I've never been skiing, and I'm not a fan of the cold, so I don't know if I will go. <laughs> <laughs> well, your age, you wouldn't really go skiing nowadays. You'd go snowboarding. You know, so that's what your generation would probably do. But for for my generation, it was, uh, you know, two thin, two thin skis that you kind of floated down the hill on. So uh, I uh, kind of stand in amazement sometime as the snowboarders come flying by and uh, go airborne and, you know, do 360s and those type of things. Uh, a little bit more challenging and, uh, uh, you know, difficult than I want to try on myself nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I get that. Well, tell us a little bit about being an exit strategist and your podcast and what it's about? Well, as I said, uh, I spent most of my career uh, being involved in growing a business, scaling a business at one level or another. Um, I got my degree in accounting and thought that's where I would spend uh, most of my time was uh, working my way up the uh, public accounting ladder, uh, eventually perhaps becoming a, a partner in an accounting firm. Uh, but after doing that for a couple of years, I was actually playing uh, pickup basketball. Uh, I had a game every Tuesday night, for, and we spent a couple hours on the court and uh, the same guys. And every, occasionally, and we'd have some guys join us. And uh, one of those guys that joined us once was someone that I became very good friends with. And uh, over the year or two that we played basketball, we started uh, talking about our careers and what we like to do and kind of our hopes, aspirations and dreams, uh, you know, kind of uh, maybe 
someday going out and uh, starting a business and sailing our own ship and making our own way. Uh, and, you know, eventually we got all jacked up. And uh, before we knew it, we were turning in our resignations and uh, renting some office space in a high rise in downtown and uh, about 300 square feet. And we got a couple of desks and some phones. And before we knew it, we were in business. <laughs> I can just close my eyes now and see my partner and myself uh, sitting on butcher block desks that uh, faced each other with our phones. And uh, uh, we were in business and we grew that business over a period of about eight to nine years. Uh, we ended up to, uh, having almost two full floors of an office building in downtown and uh, you know, had 50, 60 people working for us. And it was an exciting time. Um, we just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, I, I was kind of young at the time and uh, really thought that I had the Midas touch and that I was a little bit smarter than the average guy and, and started believing some of my press clippings, you know, because we were doing very well and uh, until we wouldn't, until we didn't. And uh, the economy changed and uh, I was involved in the leasing business at the time and some of the tax laws changed. Uh, and it was... Uh, all of a sudden, um, what, what used to come easy of uh, customers and clients that would make their way to our, our business and uh, sign up, uh, all of a sudden uh, weren't as, as frequent, uh, kind of got skinny there for a while. But, you know, as entrepreneurs do, we were able to figure it out and eventually uh, uh, was you know, able, as I said, to continue to grow the business. And it turned out, you know, you know pretty well. And from there, my partner and I, we, we kind of, you know, after being together for so long, uh, my objectives, he's a little bit older than I was and a little bit different point in his career. And I kind of wanted to go continue scaling the business. And he kind of wanted to go in a little bit different direction. And before we knew it, we had met at a, you know, park bench in the city park. And we sat down for an afternoon and talked about what our goals and aspirations and dreams were and how they had changed and a little bit about our thoughts and ideas at the time. And we agreed that it was time to exit the business. And that was really my first exit and stepping away from a business that we had built. And I kind of went right and he kind of went left and uh, uh, we're still great friends today, uh, managed that relationship over time. But uh, uh, I took a little bit different tact and, you know, launched another business after that as he did and, and um, which ended up into, you know, kind of evolving into this last exit I had a few years ago and uh, where I thought I would just, uh, you know, kind of do what everyone wants to do, you know, uh, have a successful career and eventually get to a point where you can kind of hang, hang it up and, you know, move to the country and take it easy and, uh, that's, that's kind of what I did. That was the plan. And uh, but after spending so many years in the fast lane, you know, kind of with the pedal to the metal, um, uh, being in the slow lane wasn't all that exciting. Um, you know, you get so used to being involved and busy and facing challenges on a day to day basis and all of a sudden having a not a lot to do. And as I said, being in the slow lane and in some cases, even pulled over from the slow lane and parked on the side of the road. It just got, got kind of boring, actually. And so I got to, a little bit reflective on, you know, my career and uh, my, how I had exited businesses. And this last exit I was involved in, if I would have been, because of the scale of the exit, 
if I had been a little bit more dialed in on what I should have been doing and how that uh, transaction sort of unfolded, if I had kind of understood uh, some of the rules of the game at that level, I could have probably done a little bit better for myself. So I just got to thinking, I love podcasting. I listen to uh, podcasts all the time. And, and so I said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, and that's what I did. And uh, instead of interviewing um, actual entrepreneurs that exited their business or sold them, I took a little bit different tact. I decided that uh, I would interview the deal makers, uh, the people that actually uh, put the, the transactions together and helped entrepreneurs exit their business. And these are you know, the mergers and acquisition advisors, the CPAs, attorneys, the wealth managers, investment bankers, business brokers, you know, these people that are involved in facilitating a sales transaction when, some, when an entrepreneur steps away from his business. And I thought I would have them bring their stories to the, to the podcast and share the good ones, um, share the, you know, the, transactions that didn't turn out all that well, and some real tragic, uh, sad stories, actually, of how people, after working decades, uh, on that last lap, just before they're getting ready to exit and sell their business, they drop the baton, and uh, they kind of mess it up, and they don't get what they thought they were going to get out of the business, and uh, sometimes it can dramatically impact a person's retirement or you know, cash or resources, financial resources they have to kind of start their next thing or whatever the circumstances are, but they dropped a baton on that last lap. And, uh, and it, it really doesn't have to happen. Uh, and that's kind of what the podcast is all about is sharing the takeaways from transactions that went well and transactions that didn't go very well. And anyone that has a business actually should really listen to a podcast something like this because it has so many nuggets of information and insight on things that you should be doing uh, things that and, and things that you should not be doing uh, when it comes to positioning all those years and sometimes decades and often lifetime of hard work uh, and being able to optimize the value of all that hard work and when it comes to selling your business and so I just really thoroughly enjoy the whole experience of talking to these advisors and I get tremendous feedback from the audience that listens to it. I had a guy not too long ago, you know, message me and say, Hey, I'm sure glad I listened to this episode because this guy, the guy on the episode sounded a lot like me and I certainly don't want to end up like he did. Uh, I'm not going to make the same mistakes he did. And that's, Quite frankly, that's the reason that I'm doing the podcast is that you can learn from other people's experiences so you don't have to make those mistakes and, and uh, left turns when you should have turned right. So it's been very gratifying and rewarding kind of give back and you know, share some of the insights of people that have been down that road before. And so those that haven't don't have to experience all the pain and grief of making mistakes they shouldn't really make. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about your vision for the podcast. Is there a specific number of people you're trying to help, a size you're trying to get to, or just continue doing it for the enjoyment of helping people? No, I think it's a great question. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I thought 
would really kind of unfold as I, you know, built an audience was that I would, uh, you know, probably target entrepreneurs that were kind of late in their career. Uh, that would be who would generally be interested in the podcast. Uh, and uh, while there's certainly a large number of people and an audience that fits that profile, uh, I, I'm really amazed at uh, how the, the types of businesses, the types of entrepreneurs and the different sizes of businesses from, you know, a solopreneur who is, you know, thinking about scaling his business up and can a solopreneur guy that's running his own shop, can he actually sell his business if he's kind of the main person in the business? I get that question a lot. And a lot of people that uh, have their own business and there's only one or two people in the business, but they are the primary person that is the revenue generator for the business. They have all the expertise, the core knowledge, and that's kind of what they're selling. Uh, is there a lot of value uh, to that business, you know, because it's so much dependent on the individual. Can you really sell something like that? And can you have a successful exit? And I had an individual not too long ago that kind of fit that profile and knew him personally. And he found out a little bit what I was doing. And we started talking a little bit. And uh, he had decided that it was time for him to retire. He'd been doing this for several decades and he'd had a successful corporate career. And he kind of gone out on his own and he had built up this, you know, very successful business where he was selling his expertise. And um, it was very much centered around him. And uh, he had a great reputation, a lot of goodwill that he'd built up over time, a lot of satisfied clients. But he didn't really think that he had anything to sell uh, because it was so much focused on him. And so he had decided to wind down or liquidate his business, just close up shop. And I found out that's what he was doing. And we got together and, and he said, yeah, he was going to list, uh, you know, the equipment that he had. He had some specialized equipment. He was just going to list it online, going to sell off his computers and office equipment and, you know, take the, he figured, yeah, maybe 20 or $30,000 he would get for that used equipment and stuff. And, and he would call it a day because he made great money. He, made, he was pretty prudent and, you know, wise and building, you know, a portfolio of stocks and some real estate rental properties and stuff. And that was really going to be his retirement plan. And we were chatting about it. And I said, you know, have you ever thought about all the kind of the intangible assets that you've created here over the last 20 years or so? He said, what do you mean, intangible assets? And I said, well, you got this great website, you know, and you've got your client list. Uh, it's like 500 clients that you have. Uh, you know, they're loyal to you. They, they think a lot of what you do. Uh, you know, that's, that client list is going to be, have value to somebody. Uh, you know, your brand, your personal brand and website, you've spent 20 years building up your presence online. Uh, you know, you have this reputation, all of those things, uh, you know, have value. They're not hard assets that you can touch and feel necessarily. They're these intangible assets. It's this goodwill that you've built. It's the brand that you've built. It's that client list that you've built, the database of people that you know and in the industry that would refer you business. And, you know, you should really think about, uh, you know, 
doing something with that. And so we chatted a little bit more about it. And before you know it, uh, we had repositioned everything he was doing. Yes, he did sell off his assets because he didn't want to be in business anymore. But we were able to go out and I hooked him up with an advisor that kind of specialized in personal services businesses. And over the next you know, four or five months, he was able to bring people, other companies to the table uh, that were interested in what he had, his brand, his reputation, his customer list. And he ended up monetizing all that and got between two and $300,000 uh, for something that he thought had no value. And so he actually got 10X you know, from the twenty or $30,000 that he was thinking of getting, uh, he got two or $300,000 for those, those quote, intangible assets and goodwill. And so it's things like that, that we, that the podcast kind of brings to, to fore that you share experiences like this, uh, where you have people that, you know, have these, uh, you know, kind of one or two man businesses, and they've never really thought about the value they've created and what value that has. And of course, on the other side of the coin, you have companies that have been around and have lots of employees, you know, millions of dollars in sales. And uh, they, they've spent their whole career building up this business. They never really thought about what they're going to do. They're not going to live forever. And they've really never gone through the process of thinking, how does this really happen? How, how can I optimize this value? Can, can it, and how can I position it so I can get people really interested, maybe get a bunch of people interested in my business. You know, in the last four or five years in this country, we've had kind of this emerging real estate market that's been kind of a boom economy as far as real estate goes. And you have parts of the country where people are offering multiple bids on a property and they're bidding up the value of the property in order to actually be able to buy the property. Well, you know, if you do the right things with your business and you position it properly, you can create that same type of environment for your business where you'll have two or three people at the table uh, making offers on your business uh, that actually when they find out it's a competitive bidding situation, they'll increase their bid or they'll change the terms. They'll increase the amount of cash they'll put down on the business. Uh, and that, that doesn't happen just by chance. You have to actually plan. In most cases, you actually have to plan to how to position your company to have that type of excitement and value around it. And really some of the deal makers that I bring to the table, when they talk about the transactions of how they were able to do that, and they share with the audience and the business owners that listen to the podcast, some of the things that you need to be doing to be able to increase that interest in your business, increase the value when it comes time to step away from your business. And so that's really the, the type of podcast. So I get people, as I said, in their 60s and you know older, I get people in their 20s and 30s, 40s, you know, that are listening to the podcast that uh, this is kind of their first rodeo. They've never sold a business before. And so they listen to, to get hints and tips and, and sometimes to get introduced to advisors that can help them through that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I guess my follow-up to that is what are some of those things that business owners can be doing to prepare for that exit? Well, um, I'm actually 
I, I get that question a lot. Uh, one of the things I really didn't anticipate when I started doing the podcast was uh, how much of a demand there is to answer just that question. What, what should I be doing? And uh, so as I started getting this in, inbound traffic and questions that people were asking, you know, things like that, uh, I started, you know, coaching and, you know, consulting with, with people to help them through that process. And I, 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 I really sort of identified some of the steps and things that you need to do that almost any business, regardless of the size, what they kind of need to do. And so I'm actually writing a book right now, and I'm, the book's going to be titled uh, Pack Your Parachute. Uh, and it's really based on the metaphor of uh, what a pilot will do. Uh, a pilot doesn't pack his parachute when his engines are on fire and he's losing altitude. You know, he has that parachute already packed, ready to go in case there's an unexpected event. And so I've kind of used that metaphor is that business owners really start to need to think about uh, if they had to sell their business in the next few months or next year, what would they do to prepare for that? And that's really kind of packing your parachute. And so some of the things that you need to do is as simple as this may sound, uh, it, it's amazing uh, how many uh, people just don't get around to the actual process of putting together a plan, putting together a thought process. In fact, when you there's some surveys and, and studies that have been done out there that entrepreneurs, 73% uh, of entrepreneurs out there believe that business ownership uh, and owning your own business is the fastest way for them to accumulate net worth. And over it's statistically, people that run their own business have a net worth that's about three and a half times greater than their counterparts that work, you know, in the corporate world, as a general rule. So business ownership is a way to accumulate wealth. And 70% of uh, entrepreneurs' uh, net worth is tied up in their business. 70%. That means if you had a million dollar net worth, $700,000 of that net worth is tied up into your business. And if that's the case, the other interesting statistic is, is that 88% of business owners, even though they believe that their business is the fastest way to accumulate net worth, 70% of their business is tied up into their business. 88% of business owners don't have a plan in place to protect that huge asset on their balance sheet. They haven't thought about how they're going to protect that net worth so that they can monetize and, and, and actually protect it when it comes time to selling that business. And so the first thing that an entrepreneur should do, a business owner should do, is get, get into that frame of mind that what would happen if I had to sell my business in the next few months or year? And then what, what type of plan would I have in place? And that's where this whole metaphor comes from of, you know, packing your parachute. So as you're stuffing that parachute into the pack, you know, and you're getting, you're getting it packed so that it'll open when it's supposed to, there are some things that you need to really focus on. So one of the things that I've 
you know, generally ask an entrepreneur I, I, that's getting ready to sell his business. And he's all excited about it. And he's worked in this business for years and years. And he understands it inside out. And he has this kind of inflated idea of what his business is going to be worth. Another interesting statistic is that 59% of all businesses that don't get sold, uh, the reason they don't get sold is because of the unrealistic expectations of the owner on what his business is worth. So they say their business is worth a million dollars, but all the financial statements and everything says the business is only worth $800,000. But in the mind, the entrepreneur thinks, well, I've worked hard on this business. I've had my blood, sweat, and tears into this business. It's worth a million dollars. And they, that's what they believe they need to get for their business. But the market, you know, people that are looking at businesses, they look at your financial statements and the metrics in there, and they say, well, it's not worth a million. It's worth $800,000. If you do the right things, you could probably make your business worth a million dollars. And that's where the planning comes in. That's where if you're thinking that you had to sell your business you know, in the next year, uh, you start doing things uh, that are really important. So just put yourself in the chair of a buyer. I've often asked this question to uh, people that have had businesses. I say, if you were buying your business here today, would you write the check? that you're asking for the business, would you buy it? And <laughs> I've had you know, people sit there and they kind of look down at their feet or at the desk and, and they say, you know, that's a good question. You know, knowing what I know, I probably wouldn't. And yet they're asking someone else who doesn't know the business, who doesn't have the experience that they have in the business, you know, to, to write that check. And so when you kind of put yourself in the buyer's chair of what they're going to need to see and you start looking at you know the business through their eyes your perspective and attitude changes a lot so that that's kind of the process that you go through and uh, of getting in the right frame of mind to uh, start getting your business ready for sale i love it i love it well awesome now we're going to jump into our thriving three so what is your favorite book movie or podcast pick one well uh, I'll, I'll pick a book um <clears throat> i just finished reading a book uh it's called premonition uh it's written by uh michael lewis i don't know if you know michael lewis but he's the author that wrote uh, moneyball and uh, the wall street boys and you know some of these uh, uh recent books that come out and he really zeroes in on you know, kind of current events. And it's all about the pandemic and kind of the history around uh, the vaccines that were developed for the pandemic and how they were able to develop the, the vaccine so quickly. And, uh, you know, kind of the mechanics behind all this and some of the government policies and, you know, why we didn't have kind of a more robust pandemic response. Uh, and it, it was just an interesting read. So that, that, that was a that was really enjoyable since it was so topical. You know, that, that's one of the things, the book that I, that I really enjoy. And I just finished it a few weeks ago, actually. Awesome, awesome. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Well, I'm an early riser, so I'm up early and um, I live, you know, out in the country. So I, 
I uh, get up and head out for my morning walks and hikes. And uh, I do that virtually every day, you know, uh, sometimes three to four miles, sometimes seven to 10 miles, you know, it just depends on, you know, what I got going for the day. But, uh, you know, I get that, uh, that uh, heart pumping and the cardiovascular system pushing that blood through my body. And uh, I've done that for years and it served me well. Love it. Love it. And what is one action step you can take or continue to take to really help entrepreneurs continue to realize the intangible assets that they have and how valuable they are for the exit? Well, let me tell you, um, especially for the, your audience out there that has a business, uh, you know, I've, I've sat in the chair of a business owner. Um, I wondered and scratched my head and stressed out over how I was going to make payroll the next week, uh, not having enough money in the bank and having to scramble to make payroll. Uh, so I know the stress that's involved. And I know that after all this hard work uh, that uh, entrepreneurs go through to build up something, uh, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your family, you owe it to your employees uh, to give some thought about how to protect your business uh, when it comes time to exit, to maximize it. Uh, don't, you know, one of the things I've noticed about uh, going through this process of talking to all these advisors that consult and work and facilitate uh, the sales of businesses. One of the things I've kind of concluded is that entrep the entrepreneurial profile uh, of personality of people that run their own businesses is they, they like the challenge of doing that. They like the day-to-day -day, uh, excitement that comes with figuring out problems and solving problems on the fly, you know, analyzing a problem, figuring out the solution, and then executing that solution. And there's really a rush that comes with being successful in being able to do that. And they really become really, really good at doing that. And because they have experienced success, in growing their business through that methodology, solving problems, overcoming problems, building, scaling, becoming bigger. Uh, they get into this frame of mind that when it comes time to sell their business, they're gonna do the same thing. They're going to figure it out on the fly. When it comes time, they'll just, they'll just figure it out. Unfortunately, the data doesn't support that. In fact, 80% of all businesses that are listed for sale in the next 12 months, 80% of them are not going to find a buyer. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that, but uh, it shouldn't be that way. Every business has a buyer out there. If you do the right things to position it, to make it attractive to someone out there, another company, another individual, another group, um, but you have to actually go through that thought process of positioning it and creating the romance, creating the story around the business of why it would be a good investment, why they should, someone should buy the investment. One of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make is that they want to grow their business and they get selfish. They get 
penny wise and pound foolish. They want to grow their business right up to the peak. They want to climb that mountain. And when they get right at the peak, that's when they want to sell. Well, I'll ask the question. If you were the buyer and you knew that that was the peak and you couldn't grow the business much more without a significant investment or, or whatever, would you buy the business? And the answer is generally no, or if they're going to buy the business, they would give you a lower price to hedge that risk. So what you want to do is before you get to the peak, you want to sell the business when it's still climbing, when it's still growing, not when it gets right to the peak. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. And that's where they have this unrealistic expectation of what their business is worth. And uh, so the whole process of you know, getting this. And so what I would suggest to all of your audience out there uh, is to listen to podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about exits, but uh, the Business Exit Stories podcast has so many different stories. I have literally hundreds of stories about entrepreneurs and uh, there's really not a, a business owner out there that wouldn't find something of value, uh, a nugget, a takeaway that could really translate into a lot of money, hundreds of thousands or a million dollars down the road just by following some simple steps. So that would be my advice is uh, helping people to monetize all their hard work is just to learn all the time. And um, the podcast that I do is a great way to do that. I love that. I love that. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, this has been fun. Um, you know, I, I just think that uh, business people out there, the Entrepreneurs are the backbone of this country. They employ a lot of people. Uh, uh, they're the reason this country has become great. Um, the reason that this country offers so much opportunity is because it allows people with talent and the ability to work hard uh, to grow their business and make a living for themselves and their family. Uh, just don't drop the baton on the last lap. You know, don't let all that hard work go 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 to nothing because you didn't think about it or plan or position your your company for someone else to pick up the, the, the baton and take it to the next level. Love it. Awesome. Well, Marvin, thank you for coming on the show. And if you guys are listening to this and you liked what Marvin had to say, maybe you have some friends or you yourself are in a business and you need to learn about exiting, make sure to go to his podcast and that will be in the show notes. One more time, the name of the podcast for us, Marvin. Well, it's business exit stories. You can get it wherever you get your podcast, you know, Apple or Google or wherever. I do have a free report uh, uh, just on this whole concept of business exits. If they people would like to get a downloadable version, PDF version of that, just go to businessexitstories.com forward slash report two. That's the number two, report two forward slash two, and just download the report. You know, it, it's a very quick read, uh, you know, 15 pages long. And uh, it'll give you tremendous uh, information and insights. It's something you can start thinking about. So, Love it. Go grab that report. Go listen to his podcast. And as we always ask, send this episode to one or two people you know need to hear it, preferably some entrepreneurs in your world. Connect them to Marvin and his mission and what he's trying to do to help them. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes. Marvin, thank you for coming on. And... We're it's been out. fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, sir. See you guys.
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.